I'm all boxed up and ready for Sundance. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 20 questions. questions. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. Dave, what is up in your life, my boy? All right. So this past weekend, I ate robot food. Like food for I'm not going to explain that anymore. That's it. That's all you get. All right. That's fine. I'm not even curious. Yep. So, you know that supercomputer, Watson? Yeah, the one that did really well on Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. I think it beat Ken Jennings, right? I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, so it's an IBM supercomputer. I actually walked by what I think might be the building where it lives the other day. Okay. I walked by a building, and there was a giant sign in the in the lobby, like behind the security desk. Um, and also behind uh, one of those Jeff Koons uh, balloon sculptures, those balloon animals. And fuck that guy, but sure, whatever. Yeah, he's a hack. I actually posted that on Facebook uh, not not even four hours ago, specifically that I think Jeff Koons is a hack. But Oh, good. Well, I guess there's a reason we're friends. Yep. Jeff Koons, hack. Sorry, Jeff Koons. Hope you're not a listener. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm sure you just offended his $400 million. Probably. So uh, there was a Jeff Koons balloon animal, and then behind that there was a sign on the wall uh, over the security desk that said IBM Watson. So I'm assuming, right? That's got to be where the computer is. Wait, are you telling me that Watson the supercomputer has to moonlight as a security guard? I mean... Just it can to make probably his robot moonlight. Ends meet? It can probably moonlight as several things at once. Wait, are you telling me that the part that I thought was played by Bruce Willis in the television show Moonlighting <laughs> was actually played by Watson? Yes, it's the some walk by night. It's the nested sixth sense day. twist that nobody yeah. tells you about. Anyway, so okay, so wait, you ate robot? So yes. Uh, I walked past Watson. Oh, I That's remember this shit. Though. Okay. So, do Watson you... became a chef. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A couple of months ago, maybe? I don't know quite how long ago uh, uh-huh. it was. So, since Watson has been Jeopardy champion, uh, they've given him various other tasks to do incrementally what over a time. dilettante. Sure. Uh, he's being used for medical stuff. And one of the most recent ones was they made him into a chef. And what they did is they, I guess, fed him. Oh, that was a pun. I wasn't trying, but I, ma- I made a pun. They fed him all of this culinary information uh, about like what different flavors go together and what kinds of ingredients belong to different cuisines and all of these recipes. And said, okay, here's all the here's all the data, now make up new recipes. And he made up all these new recipes. Amazing. Which, yeah, is totally amazing. And they're, they're weird. They're really damn weird because, A, <laughs> they specifically are going for things that don't exist. So they're specifically telling him, you know, make up things that don't exist. And, B, he's a computer and doesn't have taste buds or emotions, right. or really know right. anything about food. But the recipes all work, even though they're very bizarre. What did you eat this weekend? Okay, so this weekend, I uh, went over to a friend's place, and he had made something previous, 
that worked okay, and he's still experimenting with this. And so he made a uh, a fish recipe. It was sole with sort of a spicy uh, sauce. I wish I had a better word for it. Well, so the thing that I remember about Watson is that he combines elements from all these different ethnic cuisines that you wouldn't expect to go together. Yes. Was was there a particular ethnic preparation associated with this sauce? I don't think so. So it wasn't like sole with Greek feta and watermelon or something like that? No, it wasn't that weird. Everything basically made sense. It was just you would not necessarily expect this sort of spicy pepper-based sauce to go with uh, this, this kind of fish. Interesting. Yeah, I should say that uh, that feta and watermelon is supposed to be delicious. By the way, is it? Yeah, it's a very Greek thing. Watermelon, mint, and and feta. I can see watermelon and mint, and I can see mint and feta, but there's something about the combination of all of them at once that seems a little blasphemous kind of like a like a paradox food triad have we talked about these no this sounds like a rabbit hole of madness (laughs) this is a this is a philosopher's thought experiment you're challenged to think of three foods that all work together in pairs but not together uh as as a trio is that a real thing so that's the challenge you're supposed to come up with something that like every element is compatible with with every other element, other element, but all but not... three together or not. Correct. Yeah, that is a rabbit it was, hole it of was madness. Chicken, yogurt, and chocolate. Chicken, yogurt, and chocolate. Mm-hmm. Chicken and yogurt, that's tikka masala. Uh, chicken and chocolate, that's mole. Chocolate and yogurt, that's chocolate yogurt. Chicken, yogurt, and chocolate is disgusting. Okay, there you go. Send your impossible food triads to us at... 20 Questions Tuesday on Facebook. So that's what I did. I ate robot food invented by robots. That sounds delicious, if suspect. What have you been up to? Well, Dave, I don't know if you can hear whether or not the quality of my vocals are a little bit clearer or not. I guess it'll come out uh, in editing. But I am speaking to you from inside my isolation chamber. David, did you make a pillow fort? Are you recording from inside a pillow fort? No, maybe a little bit. Are you lying? No. Okay, so you're inside a box that is not a pillow and or blanket tent. Describe to me this box. Okay, so it's it's a box that's about uh, one foot by one foot by one foot. And I've, I've lined the How inside. How did you fit in there? No, no, no. The microphone is inside of it, and I'm talking into the box. Oh, that makes more sense. And the inside is covered with little pyramid foam squares uh, to dampen outside sound. Right. And I got I got these off the internet... Uh, from a place called Foam Factory because I was several, I was like within 15 minutes of going to make the creepiest Craigslist transaction I have ever been party to. Oh no. This sounds even more ominous than that triad business. I was looking for squares of audio foam, you know, in order to build this little box. Right. And this dude on Craigslist had a listing that I could get like an incredible amount, like, uh, I don't know, 24 panels. And to be um, fair, I think now that I think about it, I am slightly culpable here because we did have a discussion huh. about constructing this box at one point, 
and I did yeah. specifically tell you, oh yeah, I've read that people on Craigslist will sell these foam panels, which are expensive and you have to buy in bulk, usually, individually on Craigslist. I believe I did say that to you at some point. So I apologize. Yeah, thanks for almost getting me murdered. Because this guy said, hey, come up and meet me in Rogers Park. I have panels. I'll sell the whole lot to you for 55 bucks. Come meet me under the underpass. What? And I was like, what? Well, first he gave me, he was like, meet me at this intersection just west of the L, uh, of the L overpass. Still pretty bad. Right. And so I was like, uh, okay, dude, that sounds great. 55 bucks sounds good. And he said, great, can you meet me in 15 minutes under the overpass? In 15 minutes under the overpass. And I was like, uh, it's gonna have to be a little bit more than that, buddy, because I gotta go get some cash. You know what he was about to hand you, right? It was a body. <laughs> he had ground up a body and pressed it into foam panels, and he was trying to get rid of the evidence. And I was like, are we meeting actually under the overpass or under the underpass? Or are we like, am I gonna meet you in like the your, your apartment lobby or just some intersection or what? Or like a business maybe? And he was like, no man, just meet me under the underpass. I'll be there for the next 45 minutes. It's raining right now, so I'm gonna stay under the underpass. He's like, meet me in the sewers. Basically, and so I pull everybody and 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 Jillian happened to be home, and our friend Chasen was with us at the time. Did you he really was, have to do that, though? I was debating. I was like, you guys, I feel really unsafe. And Jillian said, that doesn't sound so bad. I'll come with you if you need. And I was like, I, I just, I feel like this guy is going to kill us. And I asked my friend Jeffrey, and Jeffrey said, yeah, that's a murderin'. <laughs> so I wrote I wrote the dude back, and I was like, nah, I'm sorry. I found a better deal. I'm, I'm gonna have to let this one go. Don't wait for me under the underpants. Right, that's, I never think heard the back correct, from him. Uh, I think that's the correct thing to do. Anyway, then I went and for like an additional, I don't know, 20 bucks purchased the same amount of panels on the internet. From, you know, uh, <laughs> Somebody who was not under an overpass? From, well, from a business. From a business that sells foam panels that was cheaper than buying it on Amazon. A non-underpass business. A non-underpass business. So, so let me ask you, David. Have you subsequently yeah. been to that underpass? No. Will you ever go to that underpass? Uh, not on foot. Because you know that guy lives there. Yeah, he's, gonna he's a foam troll. Pop out of the sewer grate. And shank you and turn you He's into a phone foam. troll. He's got some sort of like demonic recording studio over there, and he was like, "Oh, this is just left over. Let me just pawn it off on somebody." Here you go, kid. Shank, shank. <laughs> I lied about the extra foam. He could probably kill you with foam. Enough of this horse shit, <laughs> David. I have questions to ask you. Oh, wait. Yeah, twenty questions Tuesday. Shit. <laughs> All right, are you ready to play 20 Questions Tuesday, David? Yeah, dude, let's do it. I'm hungry. I'm awesome. hungry for answers. Okay, let's go over the Just rules first. chomp on them. Ugh. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. Rule number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of the thing. Rule number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game, and reality as we know it, is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted! Rule number four. If David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game. All right. And of course, we all get to live for another week. Boo. Rule number five. 
If a bowler delivers a third fast short pitched ball in an over, the umpire, after the call of no ball and when the ball is dead, shall caution the bowler, inform the other umpire, the captain of the fielding side, and the batsman at the wicket of what has occurred. This caution shall apply throughout the innings. Are you ready? Yes. David, mm. you may ask your first question. David, I have a question for you. Is it alive? Is it alive? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Question one. Is it sentient? Yes, it is sentient. Question can two. Can it talk? It can definitely talk. Is it American? America! Uh, no, yeah. it's not American. Okay. Uh, is it European? Uh, no, it's not European. Hmm. Is it a human being? It is not a human being. Uh, is it from Earth? Is it from Earth? No. Can it speak English? It can definitely speak English. Is it on Earth now visiting from another planet? It is on Earth now. It is not visiting from another planet. Another dimension? Another dimension. Yeah, it's visiting from another dimension. So it's a, it's a magical creature. It is a magical creature. Very well. Uh, is it larger than a human being? Depends on who you ask. I'm going to say it's probably not. Okay. Is it evil? Yes, it is exceptionally evil. Is it a demon? Yes, it's a demon. Is it is it like a little demon, like an imp? No, not a little demon. It's like a people-sized demon. It's a people-sized demon. Is it red? It's red. Is it male? I think it's generally considered to be male. Is it a demon from like Judeo-Christian Babylonian mythology? Uh, Judeo-Christian certainly. I don't know if it shows up in Babylonian mythology. Is this de does this demon have an image that would be associated with a with a different pagan culture of antiquity? Certainly, yes. Greek culture. Yep. Uh, does it have to do with Pan? Yes. So it's a satyr. Well, it is something that is associated with the image of a satyr. So it's it's Satan with goat legs. Yep. Okay. It's, it's the devil. It's the devil. It's straight up. It's the straight up devil, man. The straight up devil. Uh, is the devil the devil is on Earth? The devil is on Earth. The devil is in the United States. The devil is not in the United States. Uh, is the devil in the Caucasus? The devil is in the Caucasus, David. Did the God damn it, David, did the <laughs> devil go down to Georgia? The devil absolutely went down to Georgia. <laughs> That's what the devil does. So yes, the devil went down to the country of Georgia. Uh-huh. Now, David, why did the devil go down to Georgia? Uh well he was looking for a soul to steal. Naturally. He's in a mind to pay the fine and some make a deal. I, I believe it's he was in a bind because he was way behind. Who does the devil answer to? I don't get that lyric. Okay, I I was is, thinking is about like this this morning. Is like an account executive like riding the devil's butt like, "Hey Lucifer, you got to get me an account closure by Thursday." Exactly. That's the natural question, and I figured mm. out the answer. Because the devil's okay. the guy in charge, right? So there's nobody Presumably. above him saying, "Listen, you got to get me all these souls stat or we are in trouble." Right? Right. You know, it's not like you're going to get fired, the devil. There's nobody above him. <laughs> he's the main, There's he's the most evil. There's no greater. I hate you, the devil, but also I'm dating your mom now. Yes, exactly. A lesson is learned, but the damage is irreversible. 
Oh, my favorite, not exactly defunct webcomic. They keep putting them out. They put one out a couple of months ago. Every time they come out with a new one and you or Rachel post about it, I just go back and read the entire archive again. That's kind of what I do too, because it's so good. Anyway, I figured this out this morning Mm. because I was thinking about that lyric and it has bugged me for a very long time. And what I figured out is that the devil isn't like in hock to anybody. Right. But the devil and God are competing for souls. Therefore, it is a game, and whichever one of them gets more souls at the end wins. Sure. So they have an ongoing score, and if the devil is behind, that means at this point in time, God has more souls on his side than the devil has on his side, and therefore, God is winning and the devil is losing. (laughs) That's the solution. That's a pretty good solution. I also like the idea that Satan is like, High, is like super leveraged because he purchased a lot of <laughs> like soul default swaps. Yeah, you know, the the lower demons bundle those souls together right, and right, they right. make it seem like they're really evil because, you know, you bundle a whole bunch of souls together and they can be Man, a little bit evil, get. but bundled together they look really evil. Right, right. But then you separate them out into, you know, you, you chop up the soul pie again and you separate them all out the individual pieces aren't that evil. Beelzebub Mutual is a high-risk soul gitch lender. All right, so the devil went down to Georgia, and he was looking for a soul to steal. But this this Georgia is Georgia, Georgia. Georgia, the, nation the of country. Georgia, the yes. post-Soviet republic. In, uh, is he in a particular place in Georgia? Is he in, is he in Tbilisi or something? He could be wherever. Uh, I don't think he's in Tbilisi. Is he in the breakaway republic of Abkhazia? No. I'm not even sure if that's in Georgia. I feel like that might just be part of Russia again. Well, I believe the deal is right now uh, after, when was the war? 2008? 2011? Uh, 2008, you're right. The the Russians are occupying Georgia Mm. or have annexed it, air quotes. Sure. So the Russians control it, but it's not generally acknowledged that it's part of Russia and shit's complicated because Russia. Yeah. This has been your Geopolitical Minute with David Brunel Hey, Thank you for that insightful insight. So he's in Georgia. He's not in Tbilisi, yeah. though. Okay. Is he after a particular person's soul? No, not a particular person. Though the person who it is will become important. So does the manner in which the devil intends to get a soul out of a Georgian track with the Charlie Daniels song? I would say it does. In terms of method. So a music battle is ensuing. There will be a music battle. So the devil is challenging... Is the devil challenging someone to a musical battle for a soul? No. A musician is challenging the devil for a musical instrument made of gold. Uh, you're getting there. It's a very valuable. It doesn't musical follow the song exactly. Let's say. okay, okay, okay. Let me let me try and break myself out of that 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 mold that gestalt. Uh, so, but it's in a similar sort of vein. Okay, but someone challenges the devil. They're like, "Hey, the devil! I bet I could draw caricatures on the street better than you." And the devil's like, "Yeah, y- you wanna? You and what demon army? 
No, not exactly. And the guy's like, I don't have a demon army. I'm just a better draftsman than you. And the devil's like, maybe I'll give you this shiny gold pencil in exchange for your soul. You can't draw so anything on the street in pencil, David. Well, yeah, on a pad that you're holding. Oh, I thought you meant like like on the sidewalk, like sidewalk chalk. The devil wants somebody's soul. How is the devil going to get that soul? With a straw. No. A bellows. <laughs> no. Okay, By you're taking my hint. And just grabbing it. You're taking my hint way too literally. Uh, the devil is going to get one soul or many souls? Well, the devil is hoping to get one soul. Okay. So that he can win the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody might win the Eurovision Song Contest, but it won't be the devil. It won't be the devil because the devil doesn't get his soul. I mean, the devil does not, in this scenario, end up successful. I will I will tell you that. Is the devil defeated? Does not successfully obtain this person's soul. Is the devil thwarted by music? No, the devil is not thwarted by music. Is the devil thwarted by some, some fine art? The devil is not thwarted by a fine art. A show of skill. Not by a show of skill. Uh, Sherlock. Uh, yeah, kind of. Sherlock. No, Sherlock does not show up. Okay. I don't think Sherlock believes in the devil. I think Sherlock would just sort of show up and be like, hmm, yeah, uh, you don't exist. Sorry. Poof! And then he would vanish in a puff of logic. Very nice. To steal from Douglas uh, Adams. Yes. So, okay, so, Georgian... Walking down the street. Yep. Let's call him Yosef. Sure. Because the only Georgian I can think of is Stalin, because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, Georgian, Georgian Joe walking down the street. Sure. And poof, up comes the devil. Yep. Red skin, goat legs, pitchfork, the whole... The whole deal. Syncretic pan bit, yeah. Um, and devil says to Joe, hey, Joe, betcha I can win your soul? He says something. It's not that. Is it a bar bet? Is he like, look, Joe, I bet you that you can't make these two quarters not touch on the other side of this glass. I don't know how bar bets work. I don't spend a lot of time. I think it's something. I think you got it. I think that's exactly what it is. Is it? No, I mean about a bar bet, not what the scenario is. (laughs) You got bar bets correct. Sure. You still haven't gotten what I'm thinking of correct at all. Is it something that the, only the devil thinks he can do? Uh, yeah, I think only the devil can do this. Does Yosef know that this dude is the devil? Hmm, it doesn't matter. But uh, I'm going to say it would be a little funnier if he was fully aware that it was the devil. Okay. I'm going to need a hint, brother. So the devil pops up. And he doesn't present a challenge. Okay. But maybe he makes an offer? Does he offer Yosef money? No. Food? Nope. Love? Nope. Success? Yes. Success in a particular field? Yes, success in a very particular field. Um, Credit default swaps, high interest loans. (laughs) No, it's Soviet Russia. It's not Soviet Russia. It's post-Soviet Russia. There are a million ways to get rich, and 
Most of them are not legal. Oh, shoot. Well, I just blew that. Uh, is it Soviet Russia times? It's Soviet Russia times. Oh! Uh, it, it, is it Stalin? No. No, it's not Stalin. Okay, so this is Soviet Georgia. Yes, it is Soviet Georgia. I can't believe uh, I gave that away. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for important hint. I, I never remember to ask, is it happening now, at the present moment in time? I gotta work that into my rotation. Yeah, so this is not happening in the present day. It is happening sometime between 1917 and 1991. Is there a... Is this during the Second World War? Uh, it could be, but probably not. Is Stalin in power? He could be, but it doesn't matter. Okay, all that matters is that it's Soviet-era Russia. It's Soviet-era Russia. That's what's important. The specific date doesn't matter. Okay, so this is very different now. Now I'm imagining a very different Georgia. Yes. And now I'm imagining, like, ox carts and stuff in the street and maybe an occasional, you know... A uh, crappy automobile and lots of young men and women in like young pioneers red scarves marching around seeing patriotic songs about how Stalin is the friend to all children. Exactly. And in the midst of all this, devil appears to Yosef. Da. Devil says to Yosef, Yosef, you want to be very successful? Yosef says, maybe. But what is success? Well, now he's Jewish. Now he's Jewish. <laughs> I mean, he could uh, be Jewish. Let me let me tell you a Soviet deficit joke that I read. Oh, jeez. Okay. So a, a, a Jewish fella is packing up his bags, and he is preparing to emigrate. Okay. Uh, he's preparing to leave Russia. He's trying to get all of his affairs in order. Uh, and his friends are saying, you know, Yitzhak, why are you, why are you leaving, why are you leaving Russia? And he says, I'm tired of celebrating. And they say, what do you mean tired of celebrating? He says, every day is a celebration. I manage to get some bread. I celebrate. I make it to the front of the line to use the bathroom. I celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I pick up a vodka ration. I celebrate. There you go. Deficit humor. Second joke. Um, woman walks into a deli and says, pardon me, I'd like a uh, hundred grams of sliced salami. The person behind the counter says, oh, great idea. Bring the salami and we'll happily slice it for you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yup. Rough stuff. Okay. So is he, is this in a city or is this in like the country? I'm imagining it in the country. Okay. So he's offering this Georgian farmer. Yep. Yes. Yep, um, Georgian material farmer. wealth of some kind. No. Not material uh, wealth. Just success. Success. Okay. Success in the party? Success. Oh, wow. Oh, I feel so dumb. I was going to ask what party he was going to that you thought he was <laughs> attending. No, sorry. The party, right? <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. No, not success. Not all in the of party. us are as brilliant as me. Um, True facts. Success for his children? No, success for himself. Success for this man? Yep. In the form of more food? No. Money? No. You keep asking money. It's not money. I know. I, I know. There's there is no such thing as oh, there is some money. There's money. People get money. But there's no money involved in this scenario. It's not his crops growing. It's not success in love. No. It's not success in business, because there's no such thing. No. Um, David, if you made a deal with the devil on a country road, what would you be asking for? 
magical superpowers, right? Of course. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. So, so the devil offers him super strength? No. Super speed? No. Super musical ability? Yes. Of okay. course he does. Sorry, duh. Hello. <laughs> yes, the devil offers uh, Yosef, yeah. the Georgian farmer, mm-hmm. a particular musical ability. What is it? Mississippi Delta blues guitar. Very close, but no. Mississippi Delta slide guitar. No. Uh, is it is it blues? No, it's not the blues. Uh, is it related to some form of Afro-American musical idiom? Nope, not at all. Widely incongruous with Russian folk music? Nope, not incongruous with Russian folk music in the least. Ah, I see. So he offers Yosef the following. In exchange for his soul, Yosef will become the greatest balalaika player in all of the United Soviet Socialist Republic. Yes! (laughs) Precisely. So, uh, the devil went down to Georgia. But wait, David, there is a catch. There's more? There's more. Okay. I told you. Sorry, I was starting to take my victory lap. I know. I heard that you were about to because you have everything right except for one thing. Yosef has no soul. Yes. Because he is... He has already sold it to the state? No, because it's Soviet Russia, an atheist state, and nobody has any souls in an atheist state, David. (laughs) So what then can Joseph offer to the devil in exchange for the ability to be the world's best balalaika player? His ration card? Hmm. Nope. His young pioneer's scarf? Nope. Goat? (laughs) Is not goat. Okay. Damn it, is never goat. Okay. Well, there go all our Georgian listeners. In atheist Soviet society, where nobody has any souls because they're all atheists, Mm -hmm. the devil is, of course, capitalist pig dog. Therefore, what does capitalist pig dog devil want? Your faith in socialism? No. The preserved corpse of Lenin in the mausoleum <laughs> in Moscow? No. Oh. Does he want something in Moscow? No, he does not want something in Moscow. Is it a gremlin from the Kremlin? Uh, no. Is it agent of Gru? No. Um. So... In a society where everyone is avowedly atheist and therefore nobody is Russian Orthodox anymore and therefore cannot believe in souls and therefore cannot barter souls, what they have instead is nationalism? Uh, Getting close. He He wants him to move to United States. No, no. Capitalist pig dog devil wants Yosef to do something capitalist. Yes. Wants him to sign with Columbia Records as the first (laughs) Georgian balalaika player. No. Wants him to prepare a delicious traditional Georgian dish of chicken and walnuts. And then sell it at a 200% uh, markup. That sounds delicious, but no. And it's not like he wants him to renounce communism. That's not the thing. Kind of. That is the thing. Kind of. It's probably really easy. It 
It's easy, but it's also very abstract. Is it depressing? No, not particularly. Is it the is it a so, it's a socialist ideal? He must sacrifice some socialist ideal. Yes. Sharing. He must he must hand over to devil what? I don't know, his worker status? Mm, no, but you're kind of going in the right direction. A fervent belief in the healing power of Stakhanovite toil? <laughs> no. The notion that one ought to work for the state. The devil wants Yosef to sign over or hand over some particular Marxist principle and something that Yosef really doesn't have the power to give, but he's going to give it anyway because in Russia nobody has any souls. And it's something that a capitalist would want, specifically. The and means that... of production. Exactly! He's going to sign over the means of production. That is exactly what I was trying to get you to say. <laughs> I was trying to summon that up. That was the thing that was on the tip of my tongue. I was like, what is that foundational thing from Marx? Exactly. Ugh. Okay. The devil so, wants Joseph. So, David. David. What was I thinking of? So the devil went down to George and he was looking for a soul to steal, correct? Correct. And as far as I can tell, he was in a bind because he was way behind and he was trying to make a deal? Exactly. Now along comes this farmer, Joseph, who wants to learn how to play the balalaika. Yep. And the devil says, now listen, Joe, I got something I want you to try, cuh. And he says... <laughs> yes, correct. You'll be the best balalaika player, won't be no need for instruction. You don't got no soul, so I'll take control of your means of production. Oh my god, David, that was beautiful. Thank you. David... Yes. You just won 20 questions Tuesday. Finally. Oh, my God. So good. David, that was amazing. Let's mosey on over to the Scoratorium and see how you did. I could just watch that thing. Yeah, it's sort of zen. Very relaxed. Yeah, man. All right, here we go. David. Yes, brother. You got that 20 questions Tuesday in 19 questions. Oh, thank God. Just under the wire. Oh, so close to the brink, destroying everything we love and hold dear. I know, but you made it. You made it through. Thank God. And you are a champion. You're my champion. You're my champion. Aww. This episode was about friendship. They always are. And that's how you play... 20 Questions Tuesday. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, like us on Facebook, and follow our Tumblr at 20questionstuesday.tumblr.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was from Monk Turner's album Instrumental Friends Part 3, also licensed under a Creative Commons license. If you want us to use your music, message us on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, stay tuned for Honey, I Shrove Tuesday the Kids. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm David Reinstrom. Good night.